baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up, and your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Three thirty-five. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. Little bit chilly this afternoon. Good, good weather to to sit, open up a great book, feel warm and cuddly. I can give you a great book, warm and cuddly. I don't know. Come on, man. The truth about Joe Biden's terrible, horrible, no good, very bad presidency. Joe Concha, Fox News superstar, is joining us because he put that book together, man. Joe, appreciate you being here. Of course, Jeffrey. Good to be here, man. Thanks for having me. Well, I, I appreciate you being here. And just how devoted to Lemony Snicket did you become as you were putting together this uh, collection of uh, Biden's disasters? I'm going to sound like a moron. I don't know what a Lemony Snicket is. <gasps> what? <laughs> I don't. I'm sorry. I'm from Jersey. We're not smart here. What, well, what, what does that mean? Well, uh, Lemony Snicket is where the phrase, no good, horrible, blah, blah, blah. It was a whole series of books about his horrible, horrible life. Oh, I thought it was Alexander. It was the boy who had the very bad day. Um, I don't know. The, the publisher came up with the title. <laughs> All right. Well, listen. I don't know where they got it from. Well, here's the deal, Concha. They did a good yeah. job, and I will I will remove that from the podcast. You will still Please. sound brilliant, <laughs> even you. by Jersey standards. All right. You're uh, <laughs> you're a good man. Hey, oh, so, listen. I think yeah. most people know you from uh, from all the great uh, television work you've done. But but just give us an yeah. idea. What was it that prompted you to say, "Boy, do we need to know more about Biden and the disasters"? Because I see the, the the 46th president is polling lower than any first-term president in polling history, going all the way back to Harry Truman. So, you know, I, I thought that our job in the media is to hold the powerful accountable without fear or favor to party. So, you know, I saw the last president and Trump, and I saw literally hundreds of books come out on Donald Trump. So I said, all right, well, Trump's gone. So let's write about the current guy in office, uh, particularly when we have inflation at a 40-year high, we have cashless bail laws allowing criminals to go back out and, and hurt and kill people, uh, and crime spinning out of control from New York to Philadelphia to Minneapolis to Los Angeles to San Francisco. And then I see a border where something like 5 million people, when you include the gotaways on top of the yep. people that were documenting coming over, coming into this country, and, and that's equivalent to the population of Ireland, right? And, and I see all these things going completely wrong under Joe Biden. I'm like, well, how did we get this guy in the first place? And then I realized that, wow, this is somebody who's failed upwards his entire adult life, except usually you hit a ceiling, Jeff. This guy kept going to a place where only 46 people have occupied the Oval Office. So I, I wanted the backstory, like, because people talk so much about his age, and you know, he doesn't have his fastball anymore. After doing research for his book, trust me, there's never been a fastball, and he's never been competent. And now we're seeing it in real time because he has power now, and this is bad. Thank you. You've got it. Yes, yeah, somewhere on his body, the uh, the definition of Peter Principle is testif- is just tattooed somewhere, right? One would think. Yes. Yeah. I mean, 
think about it. This guy ran for president. Maybe the younger folks out there listening don't realize this. He ran for president 35 years ago, 1988. <laughs> and why did he drop out? Ding, ding, ding. Plagiarism. And not with a small P. Like, word-for-word kind of stuff from a British politician. So that should have been the end. Like, he's not going to run again. Who could be humiliated like that and run again? But he does. And then uh, Obama, you know, becomes the nominee in 2008, and he needs somebody with foreign policy experience because Obama was in the Senate for like five minutes and he was a community organizer before that. So he chooses basically the only person that he can, Joe Biden, who, if you listen to his former defense secretary, Robert Gates, has been wrong about every single foreign (laughs) policy decision he has ever made. So great. I could go on and on, but all I can say is the corn pop uh, chapter probably is the best chapter in the book. Uh, Well, you know, it's funny. There are I know I'm not blowing smoke here, Joe. I mean, there are a lot of good chapters in that book. It, it is oh, a great you. book, and it, it really is something I think everybody's got to read. And again, you bring your 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 very unique uh, look at the world, and I just I can't believe that you're sitting here, you're you're sharing some of this stuff, and I'm laughing with you. I'm thinking, man, we're so screwed, like six ways to Sunday, and yet we're laughing about this. Why are yeah. we laughing, Joe? We really do need to be aware. Uh, I, I think it's we're crying on the inside, certainly. Uh, look, and, and the thing is, at least with, say, Ronald Reagan, for example, say, like, in 1987, his last year, full year in office, you, you saw that he was starting to go cognitively. But you always had confidence that he was surrounded by some very, very competent people. And, and in this book, we have a whole chapter on all the president's men and women. And you look at this cabinet, and, and people say it's the JV of the Obama cabinet. No, 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 no. This isn't even the freshman team, like the backup freshman team. Because, right. Uh, right, our vice president is, is Kamala Harris, for example. You know, the girl who compared ICE to the KKK, and she's in charge of fixing the border. So, yay, great confidence there. <laughs> then you have Pete Buttigieg, right, is the transportation secretary, and his qualifications was that he was mayor of a small town in Indiana where he couldn't even fix the pothole problem. But now he's in charge of transportation throughout the entire country and the supply chain, of course, and this guy then takes two months off for paternity leave and doesn't tell anybody about it during a supply chain crisis. Great. Then you have the Energy Secretary, Jennifer Granholm, who was on CNN and was governor of Michigan at some point. So, of course, let's put her in charge of energy, where now we see gas prices are starting to skyrocket once again because nobody knows what they're doing. And I could go on and on as far as everybody in this cabinet is there because maybe they check off a box so they can yep. brag about being the most diverse cabinet of all time. But are they qualified? That's all I want to know. And look at the press secretary. I think the answer is no. Thank you. <laughs> Here's our list, Joe. We and you're right. This is the box checking administration. These are all the first, but man, there are no best. They're not even runner ups. There's not even a miscongeniality anywhere on this list. That's a great point. And like for instance, with the press secretary, we'll stay in the media lane. I yeah. think John Kirby, who was over at the Pentagon, he was a spokesperson over there. Uh, I think he would have been pretty good as a press secretary, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Instead, it's like, okay, we're going to choose Kareem Jean-Pierre. And the headlines that you see all over the place is, okay, this will be the first uh, uh, LBGTQ uh, press secretary we've ever had. And then you see her perform. And it's like, well, she gets asked a question, and she goes to her binder, and she, she reads an answer that has nothing to do with the question. And then when the president starts seeing, you know, dead people and starts calling for them during speeches, she says, oh, well, you know, that's not really abnormal. And I think the American people can understand that she was just top of mind. No, no, you don't become the kid from the sixth sense because somebody is top of mind when they died a, mo- a month ago. So I could go on and on. Yeah. But but in the end, 
the, the thing is with Biden is that when he was vice president, symbolic position didn't really have any power. And Obama never listened to him anyway. In the book, we talk about how they were anything but best friends. And Obama actually tried to get rid of him before the 2012 election to bring on Hillary as his VP choice. That, that's how horrified he was by Biden and his instincts. Uh, and I was I had a point here and I forget where I was going with it exactly. But um, I forgot where I was going with that. But well, oh, no, yeah, oh, we learned about that. Uh, and we learned that Obama really did try to give him some yeah. not to run in 2020. He said, Joe, you don't have to do this. And the first quote in the book is, never underestimate Joe's ability to F things up. And that was yes. Barack Obama talking about Joe Biden. And now he's president. Oh, I remember my point. The point is that when he was a vice president, symbolic position. When he was a senator, he was one of 101 chamber. Now he's president. And now you see this is the guy who says, let's spend trillions and we'll lower inflation that way. Not good instincts, I have a feeling. So, so but i got to ask you, Joe, now, is yeah. he really, in your opinion, is he doing anything? Is he making decisions, or is he sort of like our presidential meat puppet? You know, he's like the potted plant. They go, no, 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 yeah. let's put him on the left side of the stage as opposed to the right side of the stage. All right, uh, you know, Mr. President, take your slippers and your terry cloth robe off. You're going to stand over there for six minutes, and, and then your wife, Dr. Jill, will gently guide you off the stage. Right. I, I, I get asked that a lot. And, and I'm wondering what's worse. Is he being controlled by somebody that we don't wasn't elected, right? Mm-hmm. We don't know who is doing it exactly. And then if that person is in charge and they have their, their full cognitive abilities, well, they, they don't know what they're doing, clearly, because of all the things that we just talked about, particularly yeah. when it comes to the economy, inflation, and spending, right? Uh, but then I look back at Biden, and people sold him as a moderate. Well, mm-hmm. I don't know where anybody gets this from, because I remember when Obamacare passed, and he said to Obama, this is a big effing deal. That was the big, biggest expansion of government we have seen in decades, and he was celebrating. So I think Joe Biden has always been a big government guy, a guy who thinks that government is the solution instead of the problem. So I think it's partly he likes all the ideas or proposals that are being thrown at him from the far left. Uh, and I think that's who he is anyway. And again, this is not a modify. This is not a moderate, and it's certainly not a unifier. But based on the, the comments he's made recently, yeah, that's a great point. Joe Conch is joining us. His uh, book is called "Come On, Man: The Truth About Joe Biden's Terrible, Horrible, No Good, Very Bad Presidency." So, so what is the motivator here? Is it just to keep his uh, his dopey son out of out of prison? Is it to keep uh, Doctor Jill, you know, at high tea? What, what, what's the real reason here? Power, mostly, yeah. right? I, I mean, that, that, that's all everything really comes down to in the end. Uh, can, can the party maintain power in November? Probably not, uh, particularly in the House. Uh, and then can he maintain power? So I, I keep getting asked as well, do you think he's going to run again in 2024? And I think once the GOP takes back the House, then the first order of business probably will be to determine if the sitting president of the United States is compromised by China and Ukraine based on his son's dealings in those two countries where Tony Bobolinsky was Hunter Biden's business partner on the record said that the big guy who was getting 10% kickbacks on all these shady deals was in fact Joe Biden. If that's the case, then this explains maybe a lot why we're giving such a corrupt country like Ukraine so many billions of dollars and why this president does not want to confront China in any way, shape, or form. If he is compromised, how dangerous is that for our national security? And that's where we suddenly get serious and say, ha we could joke about Biden, but there's some pretty serious stuff here going on with him as president that we really should pay attention to, and it starts with that laptop. That's a, that is a great point, Joe. And, of course, we were Thank told you. by the uh, the legacy media folks, the big uh, tech social media, they just move along, nothing to see here. Mm-hmm. And, and, and in many ways, is that not even more dangerous than, than the nonsense that uh, La Cosa jo, jo, La Josa Nostra has been involved in, you know? Well, that uh, yeah. the media all fell in line. 
Well, Jeff, when you watch me on Fox, I talk about the media a lot. That, that's yeah. basically my, my, uh, my sweet spot. Uh, and we, we talk about it a lot in the book, how the media was really the best super PAC that Joe Biden could ever have. And by media, I mean two kinds of media. I mean traditional media, like the CNNs and New York Times of the world, yep. right? And, and remember those town halls that, that they had for Biden? Oh. It's supposed to be independent voters right. that, are, that are asking questions. And then you learn, like, after the ABC town hall that a speechwriter in the Obama-Biden administration asked, actually asked a T-ball question. Yeah, sure. Oh, sure coincidence. Come on, man. It's just a coincidence. <laughs> There's the title. Come on, man. You can work it in anything. Right. Uh, CNN, uh, during one town hall, nine people asked questions in the audience. Seven were Democrats, two were Republicans, and both Republicans hated Trump. But hey, okay, so that, that's, that's fixed. And then you go to the other media, social media, uh, like, like we mentioned with Hunter Biden. And the fact that, forget ignoring the story or dismissing the story, when you literally start to suppress and censor people, if you shared the story, you're just this average Joe and you want to share this story by the New York Post, you got locked out of your account. This is Pyongyang kind of stuff. And then the swamp comes in, the cavalry, like the John Brennans and the James Clappers and all these other 50 intelligence officers who declared that Hunter's laptop was Russian disinformation. Oh, really? Did you look at the laptop? Have you looked at the evidence? Oh, no, just from afar, you know, just kind of like some hair standing in the back of my neck telling me it's Russian disinformation. Oh, good enough for us. And yep. then that was that. So if that if all that information got out before the election and, and people were, were, were tuned to this, you see polls that say that the election could have been very different as far as the outcome. Because remember, Trump lost by 10,000 votes in Georgia, 10,000 votes in Arizona, uh, a fraction in, in Wisconsin uh, below uh, 1%. And if those votes go the other way, then Trump's your president. And that's all it took. So it was all every little piece of information that the media kept from, from the public, it made a big difference to the point where I think it got him into the Oval Office. I, listen, I think you're spot on as you uh, as you usually are. Now, uh, I, you mentioned when we watch you on Fox, man, uh, great stuff on Fox, and I do love the analysis. Well, analysis, critique, uh, harpooning—I don't know, whatever you want to call it—what you do with the media, man, because it's you—you've been in it, you're surrounded by it, and, and it's it's easy, I think, when you're on the other side of it, at a place like Fox, where you go, hey, here's what the real news is, and then you take a look at a at a CNN, which is really operating simply as a as a branch of the DNC. Yeah, and it's supposed to be the new CNN. We're going to go to the center and go back to doing journalism again. Okay, what what plans do you have to do that? Well, we're going to move Don Lemon to mornings and give him another hour of airtime on top of the two that he already had. That's smart. Then let's yeah. take Jake Tapper and put him in prime time. In other words, we're rearranging all the deck chairs, right? And and CNN or MSNBC, but even like the New York Times, I, I, if I have to hear that, that's the paper of record one more time. <laughs> do you know the last time they endorsed a Republican presidential candidate? 1956. I mean, you're talking, you've got to go all the way back to Eisenhower. So that means they endorsed Mondale over Reagan. Yay, way to go. Mm. Carry over Bush. I could go on and on. Uh, but, and even the Washington Post, they've never endorsed a Republican presidential candidate. So I'm not here for, like, cheerleading and for, yeah. come on, you got to support the GOP. No, I just want, like, the Tim Russert kind of journalism we used to get at Meet the Press. And now we don't really have anybody like that anymore outside of Fox. And that's why I guess Fox has found their niche audience, half the country, and why they triple and quadruple CNN on a, on a nightly basis. So there you go. It's a very nice niche. Hey, listen, uh, Joe, I want people to get the book. What's the best way for folks to do that? I, you know, I'd buy everything on Amazon. I'd never go to a store anymore. So Amazon's easy. You'll have it like in a day. And uh, it's, it's nice and cheap, you know, 20 bucks. And it's a, it's a nice read. And, yeah, you learn a lot about Joe Biden you may not have known before, but you're going to laugh along the way yes. as well when you're not crying. So, uh, yeah, I would go Amazon, Barnes & Noble, wherever you buy books, it is available through HarperCollins, my great publisher. So thank you. All right. And I would say it is an excellent book to buy today and then stick in somebody's stocking or wrap it up yeah. uh, as a gift, right? I never thought of this. Yes. 
Oh. Buy your Christmas shopping early. The supply hey. chain may be broken. You got to get it now before it sells out, and Pete Buttigieg can't solve the problem. Probably purposely to keep this book out of people's hands. <laughs> <laughs> Remember his real qualification. He owned a train set as a kid. You, you somehow moved right past that. Joe, number one. Great read. Number two, love the work at Fox. Number three, we'd love to get you back anytime you've got a couple of minutes, man, because you are great on all of this. Let's do it. I, I love it. Thanks, Jeff. You have a good one, and we'll do this again. Absolutely. It's a promise. Thank you, sir. That is Joe Concha from Fox News. New book is Come On, Man! All about Joe Biden's just never-ending list of disasters. Jeff Katz, News Radio WRVA. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.